0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you tuned in today. Listen, as we launch this episode, I want to share uh, one of my favorite verses to use in a gospel conversation. I've asked everybody in the church uh, to be to be engaging one person. Ask the Lord for one person that you can pray for daily, that you can love and serve them well, so that you might be able to share the gospel of Jesus with them. But when that moment comes, you're going to need to have uh, a way to carry out a gospel conversation. And today's podcast episode. Is Is all about that conversation. So I want to begin Romans chapter 9. This would be the core of a gospel conversation uh, for you. Let's say that you have the opportunity to finally sit down and talk to that person, and you want to explain to them what it takes for them to give their life to Jesus. One of the things that I find is that in the South, a lot of people would say they're a Christian, whether they've ever given their life to Jesus or not. But basically, they're saying they're Christian, which is similar to them to say, I'm an American, or I'm from the South, or I'm from Mississippi. They're trying to tell you that they have a fear of God or a respect for God. But that's kind of different than that they've given their life to God. And so one of the things that I've done a lot lately in our gospel conversations is, um, I'll use Romans uh, chapter chapter 10, verse 9, to talk about a day of decision. So let me just set it up. It might go it might go something like this, and this will be used one verse and a very, very simple concept that I call the day of decision. So I might be talking to a friend and have the conversation go like this. So I understand that it's one thing for us to, to know God, to have an idea of God, to respect God, maybe even to fear God, or possibly even have affection towards God. But I think there's a moment in our life where we have clarity, a moment in our life where we make a choice, a concrete decision that we want to follow God for the rest of our lives. And I want to share about that moment with you. So imagine that My wife and I dated for a time, but then one day, on one particular day, we stood up in front of God and everybody and we exchanged our wedding vows and we sealed our marriage. That was a day of decision. Um, If you go into the military, you can think about the military, you can read magazines about the military, you can study war tactics, but there comes a certain day when you sit down and sign on the dotted line. That's your day of decision. If you buy a new house, you can design the house, talk about the house, think about the house, but there's a day that you sit down with the bank and sign for the loan. A day of decision. And what I'm asking you is not if you care about God or if you agree that there is a God or if you believe in that God. I'm asking if you've ever come to a point, a day of decision, when you've made your choice that that God, the creator of the universe, is going to be in charge of you for the rest of your life. Let me share with you Romans chapter 10. Very simple verse. Uh, Two things in this verse that I want you to see. Okay, the first one is this. Uh, Paul says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So the first thing Paul says about that day of decision is that you've got to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Make no mistake, I mean, it's not hard to say out loud Jesus is Lord. I don't think that God is worried about whether you can say the words. The question is, have you made the choice? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you allowed him to become your king? Have you allowed God to become your father? Have you given control of your life to Jesus? Is he your Lord? The second thing that you're supposed to do is believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. This is really key because religion doesn't save you. Good works doesn't save you. You're standing in the community doesn't save you. What saves us, what makes us right with God is that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, and in his resurrection, he started the new creation. And that's what I want to be a part of. So maybe if you think about it in terms of a day of decision, have you ever come to a moment in your life when you were ready to give God control and declare that Jesus is your Lord, that you believe in his resurrection of the dead, and you want to walk in that for the rest of your life? So if I was having a gospel conversation, that might be how I use Romans chapter 10, verse 9. The nice thing about this is it's one very simple verse in your Bible. You can pull it up on your phone or out of your Bible. Um, It's clear that you're not asking Jesus to add one thing to your life. In other words, you know, I'm a good person and I've asked Jesus to help me. Instead, you're making him your Lord. That's a big decision. Um, I think it's nice that it's very simple and directly talks about salvation. So I encourage you to take a look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9 today. It might be uh, very well be what the Lord uses to allow you to share a gospel conversation. Uh, in the future, in the podcast, I'll show you another example of a gospel conversation using one verse, and that verse is going to be Romans chapter 6, verse 23. So I can't wait to equip you with that. But before we wrap up this episode of the podcast, I want to tell you a couple of things. First, about the gospel conversation. I'd like for you to know that when it's time for that conversation, when God gives you the nudge, you can expect that it's not going to be totally easy. You're still going to want to talk yourself out of it. You'll feel a little bit nervous. You might worry about what your friend thinks. And so when you feel that Holy Spirit nudge to open the door and explore to see if you can start that gospel conversation or to share the gospel with this person, you're going to have a moment of resistance very likely. And I just want to encourage you to push right through, no matter what happens, that you'd have the courage to love that person well enough to try to share the gospel. Another thing that I want you to know is that when you share the gospel, my goodness, you do not have to be preachy or arrogant. I think that's a fundamental mistake. The Bible teaches us in 1 Peter chapter 3 that we're supposed to be able to defend our faith, explain the hope that we have in Jesus with gentleness and respect. And so when you're communicating in that gospel conversation, I want to be sure that you can communicate with gentleness and respect, that that person who's hearing you knows that you respect them and they can tell that there's no arrogance or dominance in your voice, but you're communicating out of love and gentleness. There's a couple of key things, I think. Another thing that I want you to know is that when the gospel conversation is finished, uh, it's very important to offer them an opportunity to respond. And that's why I love the idea of framing this up about a day of decision. It's not enough just to be religious or hang around church. It comes down to a moment to a decision that you make Jesus your Lord. I love that because I think a gospel conversation needs to wrap up with an opportunity to respond. You might look at your friend and say something like, so now that you've heard that, I just want to ask you what you think about it. Are you interested in asking Jesus Christ to become your Lord? Would you like to give your life to Him? Because you can do that right now. It takes a lot of courage uh, to make that response, and I'm not 100% sure why it takes courage, but I want to equip our people to be able to offer the gospel conversation and give your friend the opportunity to respond. Church family, thanks for listening uh, to the devotion from Romans chapter 10. I hope this equips you a little bit for a potential gospel conversation. Uh, you could use any other tool that you wanted. There's a great tool out on the internet called Three Circles. You could you could learn it. The North American Mission Board loves that tool. And I like it as well. Um, There are several apps that you could have on your phone, like Life in Six Words. Uh, You also could learn classic presentations like The Roman Road or Billy Graham's Four Spiritual Laws. But honestly, I think as long as you're having uh, a conversation about Jesus and you understand the gospel well, your gospel conversation will go just fine. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. So before we wrap up the podcast, I just want to acknowledge that we are in the middle of a kind of stressful week, um, in the middle of the coronavirus worries. Uh, we, you know, we're trying to serve the Lord, and I just want to encourage our church family, you know, don't be too paralyzed by what's going on all around you. We want to be careful. We want to be wise. We want to love our neighbor well, and we certainly want to care for our church well. But in the middle of this, don't lose sight of God's mission. We are still on mission for Jesus Christ. And so I want to stop and pray a little bit for for our church family, especially for our health care providers and leaders who are in high stress environments right now and are still trying to lead well. I want to pray not just that you'll survive your workplace, but that you'll be able to bring the peace of Jesus into this uniquely difficult situation. Podcast listeners, I encourage you would you continue to pray daily for our church members who are on the front lines of dealing with the pressures and stress of responding to the coronavirus? that their witness for Jesus would be clear. Let's pray together. Father, on behalf of our congregation, I want to ask for your grace over our health care providers, doctors, nurses, people who work in clinics. Father, I want to pray for those who are administrators in those in facilities. Lord, I pray for leaders, for our superintendent, Father, our school board, for our mayor and aldermen and, and everybody, Lord, who's leading businesses. Father, I pray for small business owners who are struggling. Lord, I ask in the middle of this high pressure moment, Lord, your Holy Spirit would be strong on our church family, that you would bless these believers, especially these believers, Lord, who are walking daily into this high-stress environment. Lord, would you use them? Would you draw them in close to you? And Lord, would you allow them to be the the bright light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to their stressed-out co-workers? Lord, ask your blessings on our congregation in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Listen, as we begin to prepare for the weekend, I just want to give you a heads-up. We'll put out a church email tomorrow just with a little update, probably not much there, and then we'll give you a more concrete update about what we're going to do this weekend on On Friday. We'll put that on Facebook, we'll put that in an email. But don't miss the opportunity to be disciples of Jesus. Even if we can't gather in a large gathering, uh, we are going to be able to make disciples for Jesus. So if you've had somebody in your house all week uh, for spring break, you may consider inviting them into your house to watch the live stream with you on Sunday if that's how we gather. Uh, But just don't miss the opportunities because I think that even in the middle of our social distancing and our coronavirus caution, there are unique opportunities for us to share the gospel and to be the light of Jesus Christ. Church family, I love you. Be faithful.